Blog Talk Radio. What's your definition of greatness? I think the definition of greatness is to inspire the people next to you. My parents were, were great. You know, growing up, you know, they instilled in me the importance of imagination, of curiosity. And understanding that, okay, if you want to accomplish something, I'm not just going to sit here and say, yes, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can, but you have to also put in the work to get there. You grow up as a kid thinking that all things are possible if you put in the work to do it. You, know, you grow up having that fundamental belief. My father uh, was really influential at a really critical time where I, you know, I had a summer where I played basketball when I was like 10 or 11 years old. And here I come playing and I don't score one point the entire summer. I scored not a free throw, not a nothing, not a lucky shot, not a breakaway layup, zero points. And I remember crying about it and being upset about it. And my father just gave me a hug and said, listen, whether you score zero or score 60, I'm going to love you no matter what. That is the most important thing that you can say to a child. It gives me all the confidence in the world to fail. But to hell with that, I'm scoring 60. From there, I just went to work. I just stayed with it. I kept practicing, kept practicing, kept practicing. I think that's when the idea of understanding a long-term view became important. Because I wasn't going to catch these kids in a week. I wasn't going to catch them in a year. right? So that's when I sat down and said, okay, this is going to take some thought started creating a menu of things. Mm. When I came back the next summer, I was a little bit better. Open shots, not miss open shots. We able to shoot it with speed because those kids are so much more athletic. So it's a simple thing of math. If you want to be a great player, if you play every single day, two, three hours, every single day, over the course of a year, how much better are you getting? If you're obsessively training two, three hours every single day, over a year, over two years, you make quantum leaps. Show up every single day, do the work. They're looking at me as if, okay, this kid's soft. Right? He's from the suburbs of Philadelphia. They felt like they could try to be physical or try to intimidate me and do all this other stuff, which they couldn't. Now I'm saying, okay, well, you're trying to attack me. How am I going to attack you? One of the things I would do is well, everybody would be at the cafeteria work, you know, eating and doing all this other stuff. I'd just go back to the gym. Yeah, I may be from the suburbs, but you're not going to outwork me. Right, look at things, things at their smallest. A lot of times the game starts moving really fast. But if you train yourself to watch hours and hours of film, the game's not moving that fast anymore. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's an obsessiveness that comes along with it. You want things to be as perfect as they can be. Understanding that nothing is ever perfect. But the challenge is try to get them as perfect as they can be. So how can we teach our children what it means to work hard? Well, you do it through training. Right? So when I get up in the morning, my daughter goes with me. 4 a.m., my 15-year-old goes with me. It becomes a daddy-daughter thing. Through that process, she understands the value of hard work. So it's through those behaviors um, um, is where I find the motivation to mm. do it. Well, what does losing feel like to you? Uh, it's exciting. 
because it means you have different um, ways to get better. There's certain things that you can figure out that you can take advantage of, right? Certain weaknesses that were exposed. Mm. There are answers there if you just look at them. It's a constant process. It's exciting when you win, it's exciting when you lose because the process should be exactly the same. The hardest thing is to face that stuff. I think it's the fear of, of starting anew. When you play for 20 years, I play for 20 years, you reach a certain level, you're like, okay, wait a minute, I have to start again at the base of a mountain and try to climb the top of this mountain. First of all, what mountain am I climbing? I don't even know, like, what the hell am I going to be doing? The thing that helped me actually was hurting my Achilles because that forced me to sit there and say, okay, the day could be today that your career is over. First question I asked, which is the wrong question, is what's the biggest industry I can get into? I said, okay, stop thinking of it that way. You're thinking of it the wrong way. Why did you start playing basketball? Because I loved it. All right, what do you love to do? Oh, I love to tell stories. Mm. All right, let's do that. I think stories is what moves the world. Nothing in this world moves without story. And so I think that is the root of everything. And if we're going to try to make the world a better place, Story's the right place to start. Quote from uh, one of my English teachers at Lower Marion named uh, uh, Mr. Fisk. He had a great quote that said, Rest at the end, not in the middle. That's something I always live by. I'm not going to rest, I'm going to keep on pushing now. There are a lot of answers that I don't have, even questions that I don't have. But I'm just going to keep going. It's going to keep going, and I'll figure these things out as you go, right? And you just continue to build that way. So that, I try to live by that all the time. Somehow, like I got 16 to 32 bars 
to rock it with only 15% of profits. Ever seen my pockets like 69 billion in the last 20 years spent on national defense, but folks still live in fear like nearly half of America's largest cities is one quarter black. That's why they gave Ricky Ross all the crap. 16 ounces to a pound, 20 more to a key, a five minute sentence here and then you no longer free. 40% of Americans own a cell phone so they can hear everything that you say when you ain't home. I guess Michael Jackson was right. You are not alone. Rock your hard hat black as you in the pterodome. Full of hard niggas, large niggas, dice tumblers. Young teens are prison greens placing life numbers. Crack mothers, crack babies, and AIDS patients. Young blood can't spell, but they can rock you at PlayStation. Snoo Mavis with a motherfucker's ass. You want to know how to rhyme? You better learn how to add. It's mathematics. Mighty most definitely. It's simple mathematics. Check it out. I'm a bubble What are we talking about here? Mighty most definitely. It's simple mathematics. Check it out. I'm a bubble What are we talking about here? Two sides to every story, three strikes and you bitten for life. Mandatory, four MCs murdered in the last four years. I ain't trying to be the fifth when the millennium is here. There are six million ways to die from the seven deadly thrills. Eight-year-olds getting found with nine mils. It's simply in where you see that. What's the deal? They on the hill pumping grills to keep their bellies filled. Lighting the ass with heavy steel. Sights on the pretty shit in life. Young soldiers trying to earn their next strike. When the average minimum wage is 5.15, you best believe you got to find a new grind to get cream. The white Unemployment rate is nearly more than triple for black. Frontliners got their gun in your back. Bubble and crack. Jews after robbery to combat poverty and end up in the global jail economy. Different stipulations attached to each sentence. Budget cutbacks with increased police presence. And even if you get out of prison, still living, join the other five million under state supervision. This is business. No faces, just lines and statistics from your phone, your zip code, the SSI digits. The system break man channel women in the figures. Two columns for who is and who ain't. Niggas, numbers is hard to real and they never have finners But you push too hard, even numbers got limits Why the one straw break the camel back, here's the secret The million other straws underneath it, it's all mathematics Mighty move, it's simple mathematics Check it out, I'm a ball around science What are we talking about here? Mighty move, it's simple mathematics Check it out, I'm a ball around science Given what most Americans believe, the next statement may be more shocking than any previous. The fact is, the United States is not a country, but a corporation contractually created by the Constitution. Your state is a country, per the law, and your original citizenship is of that country. Our founders instituted themselves to be first and foremost citizens of their respective states. As of 1787, those states already had formed a union, and they created the Constitution for the purpose of perfecting that union in forming a national government. They did not intend that the new nation have any jurisdiction or powers over the states or their citizens that were not specifically enumerated in the Constitution. They stated this point quite clearly in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17 of the Constitution. They granted the United States exclusive legislation in all cases whatsoever 
over such district not exceeding 10 miles square as may become the seat of the government of the United States, our District of Columbia, and to exercise authority over all places purchased by the consent of the states. And that is all. The framers further secured the rights of the people with the Ninth and Tenth Amendments in the Bill of Rights. In the Ninth, they established that the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. And in the Tenth, they made clear that the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by to the states, are reserved to the states respectively, or to the people. The only way the federal government can have any jurisdiction beyond these constitutional clauses is by written permission or contract. Which leads us to another piece of the puzzle, the 14th Amendment to the Constitution, ratified in 1868 following the Civil War. As barbaric as it may sound today, the black slaves prior to the conclusion of the Civil War were legally considered to be property with none of the rights or privileges of free-born people, only duties. The money interests took advantage of America's desire to free the slaves and found a way to use the swiftly adopted post-war constitutional amendments to enslave all of the people. The deceit is in the wording of both the 13th and 14th Amendments. You will note that the 13th Amendment provides that neither slavery nor involuntary servitude shall exist within the United States. But why the emphasis on involuntary servitude? Isn't it the same thing as slavery? Sure it is. But they had to mention the concept of involuntary servitude because they wished to retain another type of slavery, voluntary servitude. Voluntary servitude is an ancient and established concept. It was the way serfs became subjects to their lords during feudal times in England and other European countries. It was a way for free men to earn a living at a time when all property was held by a select few, and thus anyone who wanted to farm and support their family had first to agree to be subject to a lord of the land. Our forefathers hated this concept and designed our Constitution to exclude titles of nobility, making all Americans sovereign. The 14th Amendment turned the intention of the founders on its ear by making voluntary servitude a requirement for former slaves to gain the rights already guaranteed to free-born United States citizens. When the slaves were released from their involuntary servitude following the war, their status was changed from that of being property to that of being a person, but being a person still entitled them to none of the rights associated with citizenship. So the 14th Amendment ostensibly was written to provide the former slaves with the same constitutional rights of freeborn American citizens, but only if they agreed first to become subject to the jurisdiction of the corporate United States, making oneself paramountly, that is, first subject to the jurisdiction of the laws of the United States, however, limits access to parts of the Bill of Rights, as we'll explain in a moment. But first remember, anyone who voluntarily subjects himself to the laws or jurisdiction of another is, in every way, obligated to abide by the terms of any contracts or laws established by whomever establishes the rules of the contract. In simple terms, this meant that the former slaves became subjects first to the United States 
and secondly, to the state in which they lived. They had no sovereignty whatsoever. This status had never existed in the United States prior to that time. The 14th Amendment created a new class of citizenship in the United States, a second-class citizenship. Up until 1868, every American was a paramount citizen of their state, and by virtue of that, also a citizen of the United States, with full individual sovereignty as guaranteed by Amendments 9 and 10 in the Bill of Rights. But so-called naturalized citizens, or 14th Amendment citizens, are paramountly subject to all laws of the United States and, having no status as freeborn citizens, have no access at all to the unenumerated rights retained for the people by Articles 9 and 10 of the Bill of Rights. That's because, in order to get any rights at all, they had to subject themselves to the jurisdiction of the corporate United States, which left them no unenumerated rights. The only rights they had were those specifically written into the Constitution. The sad tragedy of America today is that all U.S. citizens, regardless of race, are now 14th Amendment slaves due to contracts with the government of the United States through Social Security, birth certificates, driving licenses, citizenship statements, tax forms, and many other documents. The true paramount citizenship that all Americans deserve is that of their respective state, which is a sovereign citizenship. Such status would exempt them from federal and state income taxes, as well as property and inheritance taxes. This sovereign citizenship was the status held by our forefathers. Now, if you're still thinking that the U.S. government needs to have a central bank and collect income tax or it will collapse, think again. Over two-thirds of the federal government's income is derived from sources other than income tax. There is even evidence suggesting that none of your income tax is used by the government. Fees, excise taxes, tariffs, sales taxes, and other forms of income have easily supported the U.S. budget in the past and could easily support it now. We have done without a national bank for large stretches of our history, and the U.S. Treasury is perfectly capable of printing and managing a money supply. In fact, the only constitutionally sanctioned currency is backed by gold or other precious metals. This is a far more stable form of currency and is the type of money the Treasury was designed to handle. The government was doing so well collecting money under these original laws that it had amassed a huge surplus by the time this cartoon was penned a hundred years later in 1887, when there still was no income tax collected at all. Up to this point, we have shown you how the money interests have, one, established the Federal Reserve System, and two, exploited a second class of citizenship created by the 14th Amendment for other purposes, and we have mentioned a few names involved in the creation of the Fed. But there are other organizations working for our economic enslavement as well along with other extremely rich and powerful international bankers, those who support the Fed have created a global movement to centralize economic power in various puppet organizations that preach peace and stability through some variation of socialism, but act aggressively to draw nations into a web of foreign debt and servitude to their agenda. The United Nations, the World Monetary Fund, and the Council on Foreign Relations 
are all committed to an agenda of world domination through manipulation of economic power. The Council on Foreign Relations openly admits to being a private club, yet it is the primary recruiting post in both international banking and the federal government of the United States. Richard Nixon, Nelson Rockefeller, John Foster Dulles, Dean Rusk, Alger Hiss, Robert S. McNamara, and every president since FDR, with the exception of John Kennedy, have been members of this exclusive club where super financiers and your elected representatives can mix freely and plan the next step in the consolidation of power in a new world order. Personally, niggas rather work for the man than to work with me Just so they can pretend they on my level That shit is irking to me Pride always going for the fall, almost certainly It's disturbing what I grow What I grow Survey says you're not even close Everybody's office till it's time to pay for the office To the men, boys to separate the men from the boys over here, we measure success for how many people successful next to you. Here we say you broke if everybody is broke except for you. Ow. Ain't nothing to it. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. Nothing to it. Real one. Ain't nothing to it. 
shout out to Ruby and Sir Love Blue. But I want to ask you here, because I think this is a question that comes up a lot, especially when it comes to talking about the soul and what yes. role the actual soul plays with us. You know, we have the mind, the body, and some yeah. would say the soul and the connection that it plays in our transformation as becoming gods and goddesses yes. walking on this earth. What is that connection between the soul, and, and, and what do we need that for in our transformation? The soul is all there really is. Everything else is a projection of the soul. And this particular soul, when it starts to wake itself up, which is a sun, S-U-N-S-O-N. Right. You see what I'm saying? A star. Every man, every woman is a star. Whenever it starts to wake itself up, it, it, it does various things. Some souls are still asleep. So therefore, in place of it, the ego exists and su- supposes itself to be the individual. That's most people. But, but then when the soul starts to wake up, it starts to send signals to the consciousness to remember itself. So you start reading, you start studying, and you start you know, going into this particular consciousness. Now, there's several distractions in there because... When the soul is trying to do it, the ego is still involved, and it's a hard process because you can get distracted again, which means the ego can go, hey, this soul is waking up, but I still love it. I want to be, I want to exist. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take a part of this knowledge that ultimately will wake this soul up, and I'm going to have this person get locked in one of the areas of the knowledge. And it will suppose itself it's being knowledge, but because... It is locked into one area that's nothing but a form of ego. Mm-hmm. That's why they say master nothing. That's so the story goes in the, in the, in the Holy Grail. They got a, 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 a knight called Parzival. Parzival is a knight that was raised in the country by his mother. His father was a knight. The father gets killed. The mother says, it's a horror story, basically. The father was a knight. The father gets killed. The mother says, I don't want him to be no knight. So she raises him way in the woods. And he plays with nature and everything. And so one day, he's out there in the woods, and he sees a shining knight in a silver shining suit. And he said, oh, my God, that's God. So he runs and tells his mom, he runs and tells his mama, say, Mom, I want to be a knight. And she almost faints. But she knows he's getting to be 18 now, and she can't hold him forever. So she has one of these plans. She takes him and, and shows him up a court gesture's uniform and says, this is the uniform of a knight. So her plan is when he comes there looking like a clown at King Arthur's court, they, they will laugh him out of the court and he will run back home and never want to be a knight again. So he rides off to King Arthur's court. As soon as he rides off, she falls off dead. And the reason why she falls out dead is because when you're on this bridge, if you try to go backwards, you fall, fall, fall. You can never go backwards. You can never go home. So now, so what happens here is he gets to the court, night's court, and they are laughing and laughing and laughing at him with his court just in such a ridiculous outfit till it gets the ear of King Arthur. Thus, he's he able to go into, it works the opposite. He's able to go right in front of King Arthur because of this funny outfit. And later on, he ends up becoming a knight, but all of the, this is now this is the key. All of the knights were proficient and masters, 
but they are always masters at one discipline. Right. Which means that you are still locked in a box. Whereas Parzival, because he was not raised into knighthood and came from humble origins, he was able to get the Holy Grail when the other ones were not able to get the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail is, i.e., his own soul and rise to the God level. That's what the mystery is. He is able to get the Holy Grail for the simple fact that by him not mastering the discipline, he was able to ride through all of the disciplines. You see what I'm saying? And get the, and, and, and get the, his own soul. So mastering, you master something, but if you master one section, you're only inflating your ego. By him being the divine fool, which is the tarot card, it's called the fool. And it is the only tarot card that can be used throughout the entire deck. It masters all. So that's what the humility is. So in so many words, you have to trick the ego to keep letting you go. So give me an example. Um, back in 08, back in 98, I, I produced my dark side lectures and started explaining all this stuff based on the dark side. Right. Now, I became famous with it, but I could have used it as a theology and said, that's what I'm an expert at, and that's all I'm going to do. Right. And I would have got stuck. Hell, I'm talking about fucking archangels now. <laughs> in the relationship. So you never get stuck. You never turn anything into a theology. And that is the reason why most of these systems that people initiate in, they're never going to work because they are only a fragment of something. And ultimately the ego can latch on to that. So in so many words, the soul sends this particular information so it can get to know itself so it can remember who it is. Mm. You see what I'm saying? But the ego is there for a distraction. But the soul is all there really is. And it's an entire maze between the soul and you. And, and you. And so what you have to ultimately do is to surrender and give up and say, I don't exist. So what I had to do is I had to get rid of Bobby Hemmings. Right. You see, and all that was dear to me. You see. That way you can eliminate the possibility of the ego latching on. Bobby Hinnon ain't around now for the ego to latch on. You see what I'm saying? I ain't got no goddamn scruples. <laughs> None. No scruples whatsoever. You see what I'm saying? Right. You know. Yeah, Rap City, the basic, big take, scientific, Cassidy, the problem, March 23rd, album and stores, off the top, check me out, BT, Rap City, it's your man, Big Tig, every day at four, we doing it way big, yes indeed, we get lifted when the spliff comes out, kid, shout out DJ Scientific, my man Cash behind me, full surface, you know how it gets, you cast straight worthless, Big Tigger off the top, blazing hot, the things that we got, you ain't never gonna cop, it's going down, hey, I know some cash. That'll rip your face off Y'all don't want to face off It's Big Take and Cassidy The Sundance Kid Coming back around We do it Big Cass Yeah, yeah. The Kid Cassidy Y'all know how I get When I'm in the booth, baby Yeah, okay Yeah, look I could write the best verse You ever heard in your life And then rip it up Your greatest hits Like mixtape-ish to us Stay with a slip in the cup Stay twisting up Lick it up off the hawk I hit me and hip it up And my wrist, man, I lit it up My bezel got so many pebbles Bam, bam, couldn't lift it up But try to stick me up Plan, man, stiffen up Ain't no stitching up Them hoes, your soul lifting up But I'm 
still pitching on the stove, whipping up, thinking about the Franklin, stinking the kitchen up. Yup, I be dealing and filling them bags, but been ill with the pistol and the notepad. I've been hot from the start, and I ain't just a battle rapper, hotel on the top of the charts. I'm done awake, I really stayed and go shopping for art. The dog got cocky and be clear, me and this kid do sales. We both got hot joints with my man Arkell. It's going down right now, you seen us. Forcing at the sanctuary out in Phoenix. What up, Swiss? Can I buy one of them whips? I know you got the car lot and this is big. Ticket Cassidy back in the spot. Representing BX straight to Philly, keeping it hot. Rap City, 4 o'clock every afternoon. Grab the mic with five figures of doom. Yes, indeed. Album for tickets coming soon. Y'all better start running, call your whole platoon. Yes, indeed. Hey, Cassidy, he be with me riding right now on the booth BT. Come on, Cass, bust that ass one time and come through. Look, nigga, I was never garbage. That's why I'm Swiss first artist. My verse is retarded. Okay. Look, I had them in a frenzy, baby. Since the lovers with the fringies, baby. But now I got cheddar, so it's all about the Benjis, baby. I'm in a presidential, getting Lewinsky, baby. Ladies, my room got spinning band in it. And my watch looks like it got lemon heads in it. It's exquisite, bright like ambulance lights. You couldn't get this if you spent your advance twice. Dude, glance at the ice and be hot because the ish blinging. But try plotting, I'll pop that or get pistol whip, how you singing. I don't fight, you get hit with the knife while your fist swinging. All of the chicks singing, come to my hotel, cause I make them when they come to my hotel. I get neck, then ticket is next, I guess, cause I'm so live, chicks love me to death. I got powder, power, money, respect. You in debt, I get 20 a check. That's why I'm just laughing. I blow dough, forget fashion. As long as I know what I know, I'ma get cash. In. I got pills to sell and they not aspirin. That's why I put a stash in the stash to drop ass. Stop it, stop it, man. My sweetie third split personality. Goodbye. Turn it off, man. Keep it locked. You're tuned in to the hottest radio network on the planet, Evolution Radio. You think hate will ever stop? Hell no! Yo, listen, if you ain't getting hated on, you ain't doing something right. You get hated on by those who want to be you, who those who care for you, who those you crush. This is my life, yeah, you want to be me. I'm rolling through the city like I'm willing to be me. trying to say be a nasty motherfucker out there, but at the end of the day, somebody's got to lose. Why are you trying to be the one who loses? Why don't you be the one who wins? Because every time you won, you didn't realize how much you were winning. You were winning confidence. You were winning followers, friends. You were winning allies. But you allowed somebody else to tell you that the shit you was doing wasn't hot. You're built now for this shit. This is my life, yeah, you wanna be me I'm rolling through the city like I'm willing to be me Too far ahead, you can never be me This is my life, my life, yeah, yeah Get your millies up before you interrupt I love too much lead, you can double cup Hit the stir fry for the camera Better keep up, you need stamina If you really reflect 
on where you've been and all the shit you've been through. This shit right now, this is easy. I've been through that. Haters to me are like cheerleaders with dirty pom-poms. If a motherfucker ain't hating on you, you're doing something wrong. But when haters hate on you, check this out. A motherfucker in the street, they know what it is a hater. Because we all know haters and we know the motherfucker they talking about is the motherfucker we should fuck with. This is my life, yeah, you wanna be mad I'm rolling through the city like I'm really be mad Too far ahead, you can never be mad This is my life, my life, yeah, yeah Get your millies up when you interrupt I love too much weed, think you double cup Hit the stir fry for the camera Better keep up, you need stamina to the hottest radio network on the planet, the new Evolution Radio Network. Uh, do the rich people cringe and say, don't tell them that, Robert? Yes, yes, yes. Don't tell people what, they, what you know. Right. Keep them poor. The moment I pay you, you think like an employee. The moment you accept the paycheck, your brain goes dead. That's the trap. Entrepreneurs work for free. As long as you're hungry, you'll think. The school system was designed to teach you to be an employee or a doctor or a lawyer, a specialist, but never about money. The poor will always be amongst us because it starts up here. It's, it's in their words, you know, and the words become flesh. But when they say, I can't afford it or I can't do that, they go down. They become what they say. And I meet so many people, I, don't, I can't afford it, you think I made of money? My PhD dad, he says, what do you think I am, made of money? I can't afford that. And my rich dad would say, that's why he's poor. Poor people say, I can't afford it, I can't do that, I don't have time. Because this is an escape. It's an escape, you know what I mean? It's easy to say, I can't afford it. Oh, I'm too tired. Oh, I can't go to the gym. You know, when you could go to the gym, but no, I can't. Truth is, I'm just too lazy to go to the gym. And your rich dad used to say what, instead of, I can't afford it? How can I afford it? How can I do that? A question opens a mind, a statement closes the mind. So when you say, I can't afford it, the mind shuts down, and you become what you say. People right now who are sitting at home <clears throat> who are struggling financially or worried about money or unhappy, they may be making a lot of money, but unhappy with what they're doing. It was probably taught to you. You know, your super ego was taught, get a job, work hard, or, or you'll never be rich, or the rich are evil, or whatever. Poverty is passed on. It's taught in your families. And middle class is taught in families. And until you change your mindset, Correct. money won't help you, right? Correct. And we see that with people that win the lottery, people that make more money, they still have the same problem. Right. Because they have that poor man's soul. Right. If you're poor, you'll always be poor. That's really hard for people to understand. Yeah, the money will disappear that fast. Just like most pro athletes, you know, they make millions of dollars and what, 65% are bankrupt five years later? It's because they come from poor families. But unfortunately, what Mr. Lipton was saying, 
it's passed down genetically. That's the frightening thing. If you don't want to learn it, I can't help you. You know, I have bad luck too. I've, I've had financial crashes. I've had people stab me in the back. But they're all good because I grow from it. That's spirituality. You know, people who are afraid of making mistakes like they teach in school, they don't ever grow. Because spirituality is there's good and there's bad, there's right and there's wrong, there's up and there's down. Most people only want to be right, they only want to be positive. Well, you can't have that, that's not reality. And the average person, the reason they're poor is they haven't failed. You know, they play it so safe, they haven't made any mistakes like they taught in school, that means they don't learn anything. That's why the school system is actually fundamentally corrupt. It's anti-education. But the average guy is sitting there, oh, I'm an A student, I'm, gonna, I'm going to do this all on myself. And a, and a bunch of rugby players run you over and you go, well, they're not playing fair. And what, you're, not, you're playing stupid. You should have a team. You should have accountants, attorneys, and bankers, and all that stuff. But that's not the game I want to play. I said, then don't play the game. You know, the, the game of business is played with accountants, attorneys, bankers, hate to say it, politicians. You know, you got to know the game. You know, people say, well, money is not that important to me. Then if money is not that important to you, money is not important to you. I mean, the, you know what I mean? I don't care about money. The money doesn't care about you. You know, it, the word does become flesh. Or I'll never be rich. Or the favorite one is the rich are greedy. It's the poor that are greedy. You know, if you think about it, because to be rich, you have to give something. You know, you have to, I, I have to produce books and games and I, I purchase real estate, I provide housing, provide jobs and all that. That's why I'm rich. But greedy people produce nothing. You know, Einstein said, you know, imagination is more important than knowledge, but knowledge empowers imagination. And what most people lack is real business knowledge, like accounting, you know, like debt, like taxes. You gotta know that stuff, but they don't teach it in school to anybody. You see, most teachers in school, they're out of ethics. They teach subjects they, don't, they themselves don't practice because I understood what a fake teacher is. A fake teacher is somebody who just wants a job and they'll teach anything. You know, they teach how to shine shoes and get paid on more money. But they really don't know what they're teaching. In life, one of the things I suggest to people, you've got to find a real teacher versus a fake teacher. And a fake teacher is somebody who doesn't do what they teach. And a real teacher is doing what they teach every day. Our school systems are making our students weaker. So in school, they have these things called now trigger effects. So you can't, as a teacher, you can't say anything that might upset the student. They don't want anything that might jar their point of view. You see, people say, well, why don't you give the poor money? But the only problem with that is it just creates more poor people. Give a man know. a fish, he fishes for the day, or eats for the day. Yeah, you give a man a fish, you get a lot of people who want more fish, you know. But you teach them to fish. We become creatures of our own habits. And until we break the habit, we don't change. Our schools don't teach that. Our schools teach almost the exact opposite of that. And the average person, the reason they're poor is they haven't failed. You know, they play it so safe, 
they haven't made any mistakes like they're taught in school, that means they don't learn anything. That's why the school system's actually fundamentally corrupt. It's anti-education. So what I say to young people is you, you find your game. So my game financially is business, number one. Second is real estate. And that's why I pay no taxes. That's why Trump pays no taxes. Legally, it's a combination of business and real estate that gives us an unfair advantage over employees because they don't know what to do. And a lot of people would rather sit in the stands than be in the game. One of the greatest ways to acquire great wealth is playing Monopoly in real life. Four greenhouses, one red hotel. But is that all there is? That's it. Robert, if I could give you uh, some kind of a magic phone and you could make a call to the, the 20-year-old Robert Kiyosaki and give that young man a bit of advice, what would you tell him? I would just say keep going. Just do what you have to do. Just you know, live it to the fullest level, which I did. Nothing I ever did made sense. Now, could you imagine quitting a $120,000 a year job for $200 a month to go fight in Vietnam and almost die? It, it didn't make sense, but it was the best decision I made at that time. And I think what most people do is they let their parents or their friends talk them out of life. So afraid of failing, but failing is how we succeed. You look at the you guys look at guys like Edison and all that. They failed like ten thousand, no, thousand fourteen times before he invented the light bulb. You know, our schools punish you for making mistakes. That's why we have so many people who are so afraid of admitting they make mistakes or afraid of failing. Started in the street with us 
Guess it's the reason why we celebrate Cop cars, pop bottles, happy to escape Penthouse with the sky view I woke up feeling free and I locked up Put my feet Take the air I breathe, yeah I'm free Moving on to better things, yeah, yeah. Shackles off my feet, catch the air I breathe. I'm free alive, free alive. Get things, get things, get things, yeah. Told my son no dreams and big to digest Gotta get it regardless Cause the plan was to make it out of the project Too many glasses of champagne Distracted by young bitches that want fame Stuck in my way, tell me how we adjust When our babies is blinded by social media Pray for the homies that lost freedom, yeah Trying to feed their families while they unjust Political pawns, we die suffering To achieve our dreams, we try hustling that's the plight of the black now. They either kill us or throw us in packs down. Leave us in cages, is that hell? Feeling trapped in a ghetto, is that hell? Shackles off with the top down. No intention to stop now. Penthouse with the sky view. I woke up feeling free and I lost Shackles off my feet. Take the air I breathe, yeah. I'm free now. Free. Moving on to better things, yeah, yeah. Shackles off my feet, take the air I breathe. I'm free alive, free alive. Get things, get things, get things, yeah. Immigrants can come to this country 50 years ago with nickels and dimes and no education and come here and pool their little nickels and dimes and no education and set up little stores, develop these stores into larger stores, develop this into an industry which creates job opportunities for whites. Since Lincoln was supposed to have freed the black man 100 years ago and today the black man, according to the government economist, has spending power of $20 billion per year. We feel that with the black man spending $20 billion a year, not setting up any businesses, not creating any industry, not creating any job opportunities for his own kind, he's not in a moral position to point the finger today at the white man and tell the white man that he's discriminating against him for not giving him a job in factories that he has he himself set up. If the black man has $20 billion, and these so-called Negro leaders are such geniuses that they can integrate white restaurants 
and integrate white factories and integrate, force themselves into that which the white man has set up, they should use this same ingenuity to show the black people how to pool our wealth and set up something of our own. And then we won't have to force our way into his anymore. One more thing I would like to point out concerning what he said about 125th Street. We don't waste our time on 125th Street, but you can reach more people in the street who want to change than you can in the bourgeoisie society, the bourgeoisie church, and the bourgeoisie circles. We, our program is directed toward the man in the street. So we spend our time in the street, and what we do with that man, instead of trying to change the white man in your mind, make, up, make you accept us, we change the mind of the black man and make him accept himself. And as soon as he accepts himself, he'll solve his own problem. He won't be trying to force himself into your factory and into your bedroom and into your kitchen. And that, in fact, this is our land. So beginning with that premise, whether you're more or not more, I'm going to start with what law really is. Most of us think that we go into a courtroom and understand the difference between a court and a courtroom, that uh, the people who purport to use law really use words of art to make you believe, in fact, that law is uh, on the table when you walk into a courthouse or a courtroom, when, in fact, that's not true. And I would like to share with you tonight, regardless of your religious persuasion, what law really is. Law, and as Muslims would say, all law, is A-L-L space L-A-W, all law, all law. So for anyone who's of a Christian persuasion, don't be misled, and when you hear the term all law, all law is God, all right, that is also what we would say in lawful terms, a misnomer. All law is not God. God has no capacity and no standing to all law. Because God means governmental ordinance departments. There is no comparison. Now, who can use law? Law can only be used by people who are in their sovereign capacity. And I was, as I will share with you tonight, the majority of the people in the world, and I'm not going to get into all of the details about that, but the majority of the people in the world, 99% of them live in slavery today. So in 1863, via the Emancipation Proclamation, and I challenge you to go look in a law dictionary and look up the definition of emancipation and proclamation, and you will see that a proclamation is not a law. A proclamation is a public announcement by elected officials. It is not a law. So the Emancipation Proclamation of 1863 did not set any slaves free. What it did was standardize slavery, the United States being the model for the standardization of slavery, that all of the other nations around the world, as they reduced their people from their sovereign capacity and forced them to join nation states, then they were able to issue statute, codes, ordinances, resolutions on them. And a statute, as in a state statute of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, is not a law. It is corporate policy of the corporation that calls itself the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated. All right? Now, a code is not a law. The United States codes 
the code of the laws of the United States of America that are used in federal court and the Supreme Court are not law. They are what they say they are. They are codes, ordinances, and resolutions of a municipality of the city of Philadelphia, which is a private nonprofit corporation that calls itself the city of Philadelphia, an ordinance and a resolution, as in parking ordinances, they are not law. They are what they say they are. They are ordinances and they are resolutions. All right? And the reason they are not law is because the only people who can issue law are people who are acting in their sovereign capacity. And the people who sit in these seats as elected officials are not, in fact, in their sovereign capacity. They are in a corporate ward status, meaning that they are wards of the state. They are members of the corporation, which is a nonprofit, that calls itself the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. And as long as they have a birth certificate on record with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, with that birth certificate being a contract, a birth certificate is a contract, and as long as you have a contract with the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated, you belong to them, and that's what slavery really is. All right? So who can use law? If you are a member of a corporate ward state, if you are a member of a corporate ward nation that calls itself the United States of America, you are a citizen. Look in the law dictionary and look up the definition of citizen. A citizen is not a sovereign. A resident is not a sovereign. Therefore, if you use an address, which is a fictitious number associated with a designation issued by a corporate ward, right, then you become under the jurisdiction of those people who are also corporate wards but who are also slaveholders, all right? So if you are operating in that capacity, law does not apply to you. If you are a resident of the city of Philadelphia, which is a private, nonprofit corporation, and you say you are a resident of the city of Philadelphia, then the ordinances and the resolutions of that private, nonprofit corporation apply to you. If you are a citizen of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania Incorporated, which is a private, nonprofit corporation, then the statutes of that nonprofit corporation apply to you. If you are a citizen of the United States of America, which is a private, nonprofit corporation, then the code of the laws, right, apply to you. But if you are a sovereign of the Moorish Empire, those ordinances, those resolutions, those codes, those statutes do not apply to you because you are not a member of the corporate ward state. It's as simple as that. And they understand the difference. This is why on their documents they use words of art. They use the word label. They use the word person. They use the word address. All of these things that place you in their jurisdiction and you unknowingly fill out forms every day and every time you fill out a form, you enter into a contract. I don't care what kind of form it is. It's a contract. A driver's license application is a contract. A social security application is a contract. When you call up the telephone company and you make a verbal contract over the telephone, 
This is why they can bill you. When you sign a deed, it is a contract. When you fill out a voter registration form, it is a contract. Does everybody understand that? Don't ever think. Every, anything that you put your signature on becomes a contract. All right? Now, the fact that you are not in your sovereign status means that you make a contract as a minor. They don't care. They know you are a minor because and, and to be other than a minor, you have to be in your proper person at law. And how we write that is this. Can you bear with me for a minute and let me put this on because uh, I can't. Can y'all see that? Impropria persona. Impropria persona. When you are in your corporate ward status, you look like this to the court. Pro se. Pro se meaning they get you in the court and they bring someone in called a Got that? Pro se cuter. A prosecutor. Because you're in a corporate board status. Now, if you're in proper persona, say in their criminal allegations. The prosecutor cannot come into the courtroom and say anything to you because you're not in pro se status. Makes sense, right? The issues of law, the issues of law are threefold. The issues of law are status, jurisdiction, and adjudication. The first thing that happens when you walk into a courtroom in your corporate ward status is that they already make the assumption that you are a ward of the state and that you don't know any better. So they immediately start adjudicating you. As the first thing that happens when we walk into a courtroom is that we place our status on the record. On the record. We come in with our flag. We come in with our treaty, we come in with the Constitution, we sign with them, and understanding that the Constitution is a contract, I put the new 4G's on the G I tap into the bloody bottles that's underneath Cause all my niggas got it out the street I keep a hundred racks inside my jeans I remember hitting them all with a whole team Nine niggas can't have to call cause I'm balling I was waking up getting racks in the morning I was broke, now I'm rich, these niggas salty All this designer on my body got me drip, drip And straight up by the objects, I'm a big trip. If I got
got up on a lean, I'm a sister. I run a record with my queens. Like all right, all right, all right. What up, what up? Because I did it for get back. I had to go through the streets. Peace to the gods. What's going on? It's Friday. Welcome to the show. Oprah for Friday. I'm your host, Joey Bounce L. Bay Ali. And this is the New Evolution Radio Network. Call the numbers 347 989 0194. Want to get in that high land? Make sure that you press the number one. Call your people up. Tell them we on. Tell them we live. Tell them to tune in. All right? So, welcome to the show. Uh, we're going to. Not going to be a very very long show today, um, but we're going to go over a few things, and I thought that it would be good opportunity to talk about a few things in regards to status this morning, um, status in law, things of that nature. Specifically, because I got people who are still doing nationality processes, and we like to jump ahead, and I get a lot of brothers who. Y'all still doing a lot of sovereign citizenship stuff. Y'all still uh, operating in the realm of thinking uh, like a quote-unquote patriot, right? And there's nothing wrong with being patriotic. But when you start thinking along the lines of what they call patriots, uh, then you start operating in the realm um, of a little bit of falsehood, right? And I don't know if y'all remember Dave McDowell back in the day, but... He used to do that a lot, and a lot of people would do these processes, and they would they would fuck themselves up doing these processes. So um, I'm gonna talk about a few things today, and hopefully to help move some stuff in the right direction for some people. Like, cause you gotta remember, man, you know, it's health, freedom, and then wealth, and it should be in that order. Um, and you know. It, putting it in any other order, you're doing it out of order, right? And so, um, on your quest to get to that bag, right, freedom should be number one, right? And, you know, a lot of people tend to forget about the whole aspect of the tribes and uh, the nationality coming out of the system, jump straight to the money. You have to remember that it takes a great deal of studying, um, like, to even get to freedom. So it's going to take a, a greater deal of studying for you to get to that bag. All right? So um, just want to review a few things for you today. And like I said, we'll open the call lines up if you want to holler at me. It's Friday. Um, so, it, you know, as the show back up, it's been a while, so expect a great number of people to be tuned in with us. But as we build these shows back up, um, every week I, I will I will go over these different things to help you uh, increase your, your knowledge. So first and foremost, legal status. What what is a legal status? Well, a legal status is a position, right? It's a, it is a a title in law, right? Um, that, that's held by something or someone with regard to the law, right? It's a, it's a set of privileges. And remember what privileges are, right? Because they give ch- children privileges. So privileges are certain entitlements that they give you, right, to some type of immunity, as they call it, right, granted by the state or another authority. 
to a restricted group, either by birth or on a conditional basis. So think of birthright citizenship. Think of the 14th Amendment, 14th Amendment citizenship, right? So uh, land titles, right? Taxi medallions. If you don't know anything about taxi medallions. Those are um, like transferable permits that they put on on taxis, right? That's a privilege. But right? as they say, to drive a taxi, that's why they give you a driver's license. And they say that it's a privilege to have a quote-unquote driver's license. Okay, so privileges can be revoked in certain circumstances. So you don't want privileges. You want to have unalienable rights, right, that are protected by the Constitution, right, in your state. And then the federal Constitution keeps everybody in check, okay? But then if we go on past that, you got to deal with the supreme laws of your land, which are your treaties. Now, privileges, right, in a democratic society, Right, or democratic state, right? A privilege is conditional, and a privilege is granted only after birth. Okay, so by contrast, a right, right? So having a right to do something is something that's inherent. Okay, it's irrevocable. So the entitlement that you have for a right, right? Um, is, is something that is given to you when you're a human, right? So human beings have rights. Subject citizens have privileges, right? So understand that when you're born, you are a human being. They convert you over at your birth to what? They convert you over at your birth to a subject citizen. Alright? So Understanding this by, by contrast, right, you have to look at are you accepting privileges or are you accepting rights, right? And your status in law determines whether you have privileges or rights. Now, the funny thing is, is that you have a right to travel, right? But you have a privilege to have a driver's license. It's a privilege. So when we speak, Etymon or etymologically, right? A privilege or a privilegium, a gium, as they call it in Latin, right? Means a private law, okay? So it's a rule related to specific individuals or an institution. So you got to remember that uh, your state of, right, is an institution. It's a private institution, right? But it operates in the public. So Essentially, your police department is private, right? Um, your DMV is private. But they put you under the civil code to operate the public. So um, you can think about, like, kind of how, how um, the system was talking about in the clip, right? They make you a surety. You go into the courtroom, you become a pro state litigant. And then they bring in a prosecutor or a prosecutor, right, to deal with you, right? All of that is uh, a privilege. This is why they give you the privilege of having a public defender, okay? So you have to be the man or the woman that operates in the private, right? And 
stand on that square, right? I'm in the private, I'm standing on my square, right? Okay, so understanding that, um, you know, we, we when we're dealing with privileges and things that law, right, we have to understand that the principles of conduct, okay, that come with dealing with things such as rights, and then there's conduct because in terms of dealing with things such as privileges. So when you're dealing with privileges, right, think of like when you get pulled over. When they pull you over and you're dealing with a privilege, they are essentially um, effectively uh, dealing with you through the conduct of the contract that you established with them. So understand that everything is a contract, verbal or non-verbal, right? So um, when we're dealing with status, legal status at law, we have to remember that their rights and their privileges. Okay? Now, when we look at Black's Law Dictionary, right, the status of a person is his legal position or condition. Okay? So, what is your legal position and what's your condition? Right? So, so we say status is, um, you know, status of a woman, right, after a decree, they call it a decree niece. Right for the for a dissolution of a marriage when a when a woman gets divorced, right? But her husband is married, so she has a new status. So they, they actually change her status over, right? Um, so a married woman then becomes a divorced woman has a different status, right? So her her legal rights, her liabilities, the disabilities. As an ordinary married woman, now all that shit changes. That's why when you get married to a woman, right, fellas, right, your legal status changes, and so does hers, and she gets all your shit if y'all get divorced without a prenup or half of it. Okay? That's another reason why we say trust. Now, the term is chiefly applied to persons under disability. Or per son, PR dash son, to be a son of the law, right? So persons under disability have um, have a condition, if you will, right, which prevents the, the the general law from applying to them. So then we know that, and I'll and I'll pull it up because right? But we know that general law versus special law. Right, are two different things. Right? Now, general law is a law that's unrestricted as to time. It's applicable throughout the entire territory and subject to the power of the legislator that is enacted. And applies to all persons in the same class, right? Also called a general act. Now, when we look at general law, right, then you gotta look at local law, special law. Right, and we know that um, special law can be considered ex post facto, right? So, and I'll and I'll pull that up for you because I like to give you one example. Now, special law, right? And so you got things like special law enforcement, that um, statutes code. But special law is a law that applies to a particular place or especially to a particular member or members of the class. So then I want you to think about that status that I was talking about, that 
status that law, what's your status that law, right? Um, because when we talk about special law, right, it doesn't deal with the entire class, okay? And it's unconstitutional if the classification that's made is arbitrary, okay? So you got to understand what your status is. So we're going to keep going back to that, right? So when we're dealing with status, right, they're dealing with you under a so-called disability. They're saying that you're disabled. Right? Now, I'll tell you straight up. They'll, they'll try to call you crazy. They'll, they'll say that you lost your mind. They'll say that you're insane. They'll, they'll go to all of those links to try to throw you under the bus when you don't know who you are. Okay? That's just a fact. Now, if you want some case law to back this up, go look at Barney versus um, Tortillots, right? It's a Massachusetts case, 138. Um, you can look at um, Bela Montagna versus Bela Montagna. You can look at Dunham versus Dunham, okay? And all of these cases deal with this. So there are certain rights and duties, right, um, and, and capacities and incapacities, Right? that allow rights to incur, okay? So, which means that you are subject to either civil code, statute, ordinances, or you're subject to the general law, which is the Constitution, right? And then your treaties, okay? So, now, the rights, the duties, the capacities, the incapacities, all of that is determined based on who you are as a quote-unquote person. Are you a natural person, flesh and blood, or are you a corporate person? Right? Because there's different classes of persons, right? So all of these constitute what they call a condition or a status. Okay? Um, so it's really important to understand what your status is. Now, I'm, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump a little bit, right, because I want to make it really clear. There's this little old thing called corruption of blood, and it's done under a danger. Okay, now, um, you know, corruption of blood, right, which arose from being basically condemned uh, for a serious capital crime, felony, or treason, right? It basically entails losing not only one's life and property and hereditary title but typically also the right to pass them on to, to your heir. So I want y'all to understand something. One of the fucked up things that these people do, right, is they will attempt to make you pay for the sins of your father and your mother. Right? Because they said it's fucked up. I, I mean, this is just what it is. Right? Or you may pay for the sins of your wife or your husband. Right? Or a motherfucker who you just got done wrong by. I mean, this is real. You can lose a hereditary title. You can have corruption of blood. Now, it's a good damn thing that the Constitution prevents the corruption of blood. Right? But typically, the right to pass something on to an heir, right, under a changer, or what they call... Uh, Antiqua was what they called a stain, 
Okay. So so you were stained. Okay. So a tainted by what they call confession resulted from a um, a guilty plea at the bar before judges, right? Put you in a certain position, right? So a tainter, and I mean, it's really important to understand this, right? Because a tainter, um, or bills of a tainter, right? You know, when, when, when these things are passed, right, and they put these things down in writing in the Constitution, right, in order to protect you, you have to take heed to these things. Okay. Now, bill of, uh, and, and let's just, I'll, I'll pull it up, right? A bill of attainder, also known as an act of attainder or a writ of attainder, or a bill of penalties is an act of a legislature declaring a person or a group of persons guilty of some crime and punishing them, often without a trial. As with attainder resulting from the normal judicial process, the effect of such a bill is to nullify the targeted person's civil rights, okay? Most notably, the right to own property and then pass it on to your heir. The right to a title of nobility. And in at least the original usage, the right to life itself. So bills of attainder passed in Parliament by Henry VIII on, on the 29th of January, 1542, resulted in the execution of a number of notable historical figures. So the use of these bills by Parliament eventually fell into disfavor due to the obvious potential for abuse and for the violation of several legal principles. Most importantly, the right to due process, right? The precept that a law should address a particular form of behavior rather than a specific individual or group and the separation of powers. This is why we got separation of powers clause. This is why there is, uh, well, there's at least supposed to be, right, uh, the, the balance. Okay, it's supposed to be balanced when we're talking about powers. Okay, people will run a fucking muck if you let that. Alright? So understanding that your status is that important that these people can put a stain on you and stop you from inheriting what's yours. I'm not telling you something I heard, I'm telling you something I know. Right? Now, there's different jurisdictions, right? So like in Canada, right? Um they had two cases of attempts to pass bills, um, 1984 and in 1995 they tried to do it, right, to inflict judicial penalty on specific persons. Okay? In the United Kingdom, the word attainder means taintedness, right, and it's part of the English common law. So under English law, a criminal condemned for a serious crime, whether a treason or felony, but not a misdemeanor, would refer to a less serious crime, could be declared attained meaning that his civil rights were nullified. He could no longer own property or pass property to his family by will or testament. His property could consequently revert to the crown or what they call the messianic lord. Uh, so, so his title of nobility would revert to the crown. They would take his shit from him. Now, the convicted person would normally be punished by judicial execution. And when a person committed a capital crime, he was put to death for it. So the property that was left behind was... Uh, is cheated, right? Sound like they cheated, but not a shit. But S cheat is a common law doctrine, and it transfers real property of a person who has died without the heirs of the crown to the state. So it serves to ensure that the property is not left in limbo without recognizing ownership. This is why you, it's so important to do an affidavit of ownership on your birth certificate and do all those processes, 
right? This is why I'm talking about freedom, okay? So it originally applied to a number of situations where illegal interest in land was destroyed by operation of law so that the ownership of the land reverted to the immediate uh, superior, what they call a feudal lord, okay? Now, in case you don't know, I'm going to pull it up for y'all because most of y'all probably never heard of this. There's a term called Broadmoor. Matter of fact, they got streets named after this bullshit, right? But Broadmoor, okay, um, and the term is broad, B-R-O-A-D, more, M-O-O-R, is an institution in England, and it's used for housing mentally ill criminals, right? So if, if you was uh, considered... Uh, mentally ill or or incapacitated or not in your proper person, kind her on your ass and then cheat you and take away your title of nobility. This is why in the United States they they didn't want titles of nobility put into the Constitution because they didn't want it taken away from them, right? That so so there's that, okay. But nobody can take away if you're more. Nobody can take away your title of nobility, okay. That's why I am. El Ali. Now, you want to call me something, right? Like I like I told y'all on the last show, right? Call me by my title of nobility, right? Don't call me no goddamn dang none of that bullshit. You better you better fix that shit, bitch. Right, straight up. Now, um, in the United States, bills of attainder were used throughout the 18th century in England. And then they were applied to the British colonies as well. So a lot of colonists were inspired to the American Revolution because of the anger and the injustice of the of the attainder. They didn't want fucking bills of attainder. At least one American state, New York, used a 1779 bill of attainder to confiscate the property of British loyalists, and they called them Tories. So a Tory is a person who holds a political philosophy known as Toryism, based on the British version of traditionalism and conservatism, which upholds the supremacy of social order and has evolved in the English culture throughout history. So the Tory ethos, summed up with the phrase God, Queen, and Country, Tories are generally monarchists. So monarch rule, okay? The crown, historically of a high church or, or Anglican, right? So you got to understand that uh, if your first priority ain't to be free, what the fuck are you doing? Right? Y'all better question people when, when motherfuckers are teaching you shit. Because you don't know, you really don't know who their loyalty is to. You just, you may think you know, but you don't really know. They shit might be to the crown of England. They shit might be to a less superior power than you. What makes you uh, inferior to the crown? Okay, so understanding that in the United States, in New York, right, they use a, a, a bill of attainer um, to confiscate the property if you was loyal to the crown. It's both the penalty for the political sympathies and the means for funding the rebellion. Okay, so Americans were dissatisfied with British attainer laws, which resulted in, 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 in there being... Uh, prohibited in the U.S. Constitution, which was ratified in 1789. So the United States Constitution forbids legislative bills of attainder. In the federal law, under Article 1, Section 9, Clause 3, no bill of attainder 
for ex post facto laws shall be passed. And in the state under Article 1, Section 10, okay, in any state shall it be passed. So the fact that they were banned even under the state law reflects the importance that the framers attached to the issue, people who were so-called the framers of the Constitution. Okay, So within the U.S. Constitution, the clauses um, forbidding attainment laws serve two purposes. First, they reinforce the separation of powers by forbidding the legislation to perform judicial or executive functions, okay, as the Bill of Attainment, which necessarily does. Okay? And second, they embody the concept of due process, which is reinforced by the Fifth Amendment to the Constitution. Okay, so every state constitution also expressly forbids bills of attainment. So, for example, Wisconsin, um, in their constitution, Article 1, Section 12, it says that no bill of attainment, ex post facto law, or law impairing the obligation of contract shall ever be passed, and no conviction shall work corruption of blood or forfeiture of an estate. So, in contrast, the Texas Constitution omits the clause that applies to the heirs, and it's unclear whether the law um, called for heirs to be deprived of their estate would be constitutional in Texas. So let me tell you, it's unconstitutional, right? And in case you missed it, Article 1, Section 9, Clause 3, okay? And Article 1, Section 10. So the U.S. Supreme Court invalidated laws under the uh, attainment clause on five different occasions. I'll tell you about it when we come back. You're right here on the on, uh, Open Forum Friday, man. Tell somebody to call in, right? Come get this info. We'll be right back. Um, tell me what your crib worth I hear you talking war, but have you lived first? I'm just here to keep it real and I make you feel worse Maybe a lost cause, but let's still search Until the day I die holding my guns up Rather have a friend or enemy, which one am I? Fuck a bird box, I wanna see my brother fly No longer shackled in chains, young nigga crucified Walking down the block, holding my boombox Hop to Mr. Dirty Nigga, clean tube socks They gon' keep us in the ghetto till we move out And we need some better books off in that schoolhouse Rose Royce weather, rich dirty nigga, it took so much effort I don't give a fuck about who sold more records Being self-made, give me so much leverage, boss Music on the charts like it's rock and roll Add something to the art, make a lot of dope Gotta play my part from the start, cause that's all I know Double M's, double R's, nigga, all I roll Course I going viral when them punches throw On Crenshaw taking pictures like we rich and poe Another rich rap, nigga, word to Ricky Rose Yeah Yeah. 
Catch a way to rest just like a Malcolm X Jealous of my point of view watching the sunset I just keep on moving so you won't catch a contact All my dirty niggas showing me where the love at Drop the top, candy painted, haters eliminated Take a photo for fanatics, I often demonstrate it Rich nigga, dirty game, I'm talking Nick Saban Bricks raining every day, white even Dick Cheney Dirty nigga but my sneakers new she can go and get the two though in a week or two Dirty nigga with a couple things I could treat it to Or maybe send it to the jewelers just like me could do Real niggas that was born to kill Dirty niggas touching 40 mil 40 cars on the sporty wheels Gold bars in my shorty wheels Ain't gonna tell you that shit. Okay? These countries are still at war with each other. These people 
especially the crown. They don't want y'all ass having no money. They don't want you. They don't want you getting rich. They want to hold your shit. When in fact, Bill's of a tanker was even out of all in England. Okay, I mean, and I'm telling y'all something from personal experience. I'm not telling you something, right? Just because I'm talking about it, tell us, right? You get to a certain level with this information, right? You're supposed to you're supposed to be rich. They're supposed to give you your shit. Stop fucking with you. That's what they're supposed to do. Give you your shit back, right? Not as cheat you. As cheat, like I said before, means that they take away your title of nobility. They strip you of all of your shit. You become a a a, a slave laborer. Go on back into slavery, nigga. Remember, voluntary servitude, they can get away with. They can't get away with involuntary servitude, right? And I, and I, let me tell you, I don't choose to volunteer for servitude. I'm not a fucking slave. I will never be one. I was not born one. Right? And they don't want, these people don't want you to have your shit. I'm telling you this. Okay? Well, look at the case Cummings versus Missouri. Okay, where the Missouri Constitution required anyone seeking a professional license from a state to swear that they had not, had not supported the rebellion. So if they feel like you in, in, in rebellion, right, they try to take this shit. Now, the Supreme Court overturned the law and the constitutional provision, arguing that the people already admitted to practice uh, were subject to penalty without judicial trial. So, so they, they did a whole non-judicial proceeding, right? So, once again, your status at law makes the difference, right? Because somebody can go into court, right, for you and say, oh, well, he's incapacitated or, or, or something's wrong with his mind or he's, he's, he's crazy, right? Any, they can say any of that shit. And the lack of a judicial trial... Right is a constitutional violation. Now, two decades later, um, the, court, the same court, right, or well, not the same court, but same circuits of courts, right? They upheld similar laws, right? Now, in the case of Hawker versus New York, one seventy U.S. one eighty nine, right? The state law barred convicted felons. From practicing medicine, right? Then in Dent versus West Virginia, 129, a West Virginia state law imposed a new requirement that practicing physicians had to have graduated from a licensed medical school or they would be forced to surrender their license. Remember, I told you the difference between a privilege and a right. You got a right to practice natural healing, it's a privilege to have a medical license, okay? Now, the court changed its bill of attainder test in 1946 in the United States versus Lovett case. Okay, go, go check that out. The court confronted a federal law that named three people as subversive and excluded them from federal employment. Previously, the court held that the lack of judicial trial and the narrow way in which the law rationally uh, achieves its goal were the only test of a bill of attainder. Okay? But the Lovett Court 
said that Bill of Attainer, number one, specifically identified people to be punished, two, imposed punishment, and three, did so without the benefit of a judicial trial. You know how I many people in this country have been subject to to to, to bullshit ass laws without uh, a judicial trial? Right? Whatever happened to innocent until proven guilty? Whatever happened to that shit? Right? So as all three um, of these particular things, right, the Bill of Attainder test were met in Loving. So the court had held that a congressional statute okay, uh, bars particular individuals from government employment okay, qualifies as punishment prohibited by Bill of Attainder. So you got to be careful, man. You got to be real careful of the motherfuckers you keep company Because they can fuck up your estate. They can fuck this shit up. Straight up. Right? You have a right in this country right, to, number one, a trial by jury. Of your peers that's, that's the first thing right? But you also have a right To not be subject to somebody Taking your estate from you right? Based on false evidence Based on I like to call it fear False evidence appearing real Right Motherfuckers fear your power And when they fear your power Guess what they fear They fear you having money They fear you being able to make substantial change in your community They fear that shit I like a little bit of fear. Makes you rise to the occasion. Right? Alright, now. I'm off my soapbox. The Taft Hardy Act, enacted in 1947, sought to ban political strikes by uh, communist dominated labor unions. So understand that they, they, they got bills of retainer all over the place. They throwing them shits around like red flags. Huh? Now, in the United States versus Brown, uh, 381 U.S., the right, court invalidated the section of the statute that criminalized a former communist serving on the union executive board. Clearly, the act had focused on past behavior and had specified a specific class of people to be punished. What did I tell you about being and a specific class of people, right? It's unconstitutional, number one. But if you call, if they call you a 14th Amendment citizen, they don't want your ass getting none of that money or anything that's coming to you. So you consider to be uh, in a special class of people, right? So your status that law. So then they can prosecute you, right? Pro se. In a non-judicial process They can't do that to you when you got a status They gotta back the fuck up Back the fuck up What you tell them? Back up Back up, bitch, back up You you can't treat me Any type of way, right? Put some respect on my name Okay Uh, The General Service Administration Your GSA, right? There was a case with them in Nixon Right? Doing the Watergate scandal Same shit happened right? General Service Administration uh, They were required to confiscate Nixon's uh, papers And all of that from Nixon Right okay. um, His presidential papers um, All of that Basically to prevent destruction Right They stripped him of his title of so called nobility Right but that wasn't it But being a president of a corporation Of a corporate body they could do that 
that can do that. But, so I need y'all to understand how important this whole bill of retainers thing is, right? Now, and I'll read it to you again, okay? Then I'll, then I'll jump to the, to the lines. That bills of retainers are such special acts of legislature as inflict capital, uh, excuse me, as to inflict capital punishment upon persons supposed to be guilty of high offenses, such as treason and felony, without any conviction in the ordinary course of judicial proceedings. If an act inflicts a, a, a milder decree of punishment other than death, it is called bills of pains of penalty. Let me tell y'all something. I wasn't born in no motherfucking England. I was born in America. I'm an American. I'm an American. I'm not English. Right? And, and for whatever reason, these people seem to think that they control everything you do. They seem to believe that you don't have no rights. Let me tell y'all something, man. If y'all don't stand on your rights, you'll never have them. So let this be constructive notice. Right? Now, uh, in such cases, right, the, the legislature assumes judicial magistry. Okay? That means they, they practice a little magic on you. Okay? Pronouncing upon the guilt of the party without any of the common forms and guards of trial and satisfying itself with proofs when such proofs are within its reach, uh, whether they are conformable to the rules of evidence or not. So in short, in all such cases, the legislature exercises the highest power of sovereignty, right, next to the actual sovereign himself being governed solely by what it deems political necessity or expediency and too often under the influence of unreasonable fears or unfounded suspicion. So the phrase bill of attainment as used in this clause and in clause one of section subsection 10 applies to bills of pains and penalties as well as traditional bills of attainment. So the prohibition embodied in this clause is not to be construed in the context of traditional forms but to be interpreted in accordance with the designs of the framers so as to preclude trial by legislature, which would violate the Separation of Powers Act. Hell, your child support, right? When, when, they, when they put you on child support and, and they deem you to have to pay child support, right, and they're taking money out of your check, not only are they stealing from your estate, okay, but they've stripped you of the ability to be able to have a real judicial proceeding, therefore they pass a bill of attainment on you. So the clause thus prohibits legislative acts, no matter what their form, that apply either to the named individuals or the easily ascertainable members of a group in such a way as to inflict punishment on them without a judicial trial. So the court has applied that the clause dynamically, dynamically, I'll say it like that, right? is revealed by a consideration of three cases in which the acts of Congress have been struck down as violating Okay? So in, in Ex parte Garland, the court struck down a statute that required attorneys to take an oath 
that they had taken no part in the Confederate rebellion against the United States before they could practice in federal courts. The United States is doing bullshit behind the scenes. Listen, ain't nobody in rebellion. There's a treaty. The treaty agent. That's what it was put in place for. Plenty of protectionaries, peace between the nations. See the shining fucking sea. So the statute and the state constitutional amendment required a similar oath of persons before they could practice uh, professions. Okay? I, mean, I, could, I could go on and on. Right? Y'all got to understand how this shit works. So let me give y'all the code. Okay? And I'll, I'll give it to you again. Right? Article 1, Section 9, Paragraph 3, no bill of attainder or ex post facto law shall be passed. Now, that bills of attainder, right, um, and, and I'll give it to you again here, right, because they, you know, they, they, they put this shit, um, they put this in all your constitutions, all right? So this this powerful info. Are they chopping me up? Am I still choppy? Brother said they chop. Of course they chopping me up. They don't want me talking about this shit today. All right? Bills of attainder. Right, taking people's estates. This is what they're doing. Listen, I'm telling you this because they did the shit to me. They 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 killed my business, damn near. Okay. Fuck fucked my whole client base up. Uh then started to spread rumors saying I was doing shit that I wasn't doing. Okay. They tried to say I was at war. Right or 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 I was essentially uh, uh, a belligerent. Right when all I did was follow their laws, and thanks to people around me who wouldn't tell the fucking truth, I'm fighting this shit now. This is the shit that I'm doing. So I, I tell you from my own personal fucking experience. We're gonna take a break, man. I'll be right back. We'll open up the call lines, all right? You right here on Open Forum Friday. I just want y'all to understand how this shit works because it don't just apply to me. It apply to all y'all. Bills of attainder. Hey, and listen, uh, shout out to, to Brother Hollywood, right, Um, for giving me some info that I needed, right, when it comes down to, you know, to dealing with this. They make you a surety, so they're going to make sure that you pay. So if you're gonna make if you're gonna make somebody get surety, right? Then uh or if they make you a surety, be sure to understand how to protect your shit, your whole self and all your shit. Right? Because they're gonna make sure that you pay. Build a key attendance. Bills in equity. This is why equitable remedies are so important. We'll be right back. Open up the car line, all right? When I was reading to prepare for this interview, I was quite surprised to see you use the word Aborigines talking about African Americans. You know, I've dealt with that issue. Um, uh, I've already you know, talked publicly about that. And my purpose here today is to say that I'm very sorry, and I apologize to anyone whose feelings were hurt by my comment. I've made very, very clear I don't know where that comment comes from. Well, from your subconscious. Well, I, I guess. I mean, it's not even a normal thing anyone would say, even if you meant something in a negative fashion. I don't know if you would pull that out. But for me personally, you can't just uh, close down camp 
and stop trying to do the things that you think are right uh, just because somebody you may, you may give them an unfortunate bit of ammunition, you've still got to continue to fight on and, and do what's best for the state in the long run. And but frankly, it's going to give me the opportunity to you know, talk about things that I may never have been able to talk about before. You mean the bill? Well, the bill or talk about uh, you know, uh, race relations issues, things like that. I mean, I have a freedom that a lot of people don't have because of that. Because you used the word aboriginal. Because I've been through the fire, and I can, I can talk to people, I can relate to people, I can let them know what kind of person I am, and we can talk about things that sometimes have been you know, a little bit taboo. So because it allowed you to reach audiences you might not otherwise have reached, do you not regret saying it? I think it gives me some opportunities. I went and spoke to a group in uh, the city of Birmingham. It was a uh, city councilwoman's uh, community meeting, probably 95% African American. And because of, you know, things that I regret, uh, offhand remark I should not have made. Using the word aboriginal. Right, offhand remark I should not have made. Which you don't want to say. Yeah, I know better. <laughs> the, um, uh, but what it allowed me to do, they actually listened to what I said, probably more than they would have anybody else, because they want to see, you know, this is that guy, this is that person. And we discussed immigration, we discussed uh, policy that deals with uh, the county locally, and there was the ability to actually get across some things that may have surprised them, that they you know, realized, okay, I, this guy's making some good sense on some issues. I don't know if I would ever have had that door even opened if some of those things had not happened. So it really has worked as a positive in a surprising way to me to allow me to, to interact with people. Your other incendiary quote was, empty the clip, the gun clip, juxtaposed with immigration, so people right. think that's what you meant. So how do you explain that? Well, it definitely had nothing to do with, with violence against anyone. It was totally taken out of context. The purpose of it was I was telling an audience that we needed to exhaust all efforts to try to deal with a number of issues. But by the time it got through two or three newspaper filters, it was all over the country that I had advocated violence against immigrants. Nothing is farther from the truth. More than words, this is more than rap. This is the streets, and 
Look, I part white I'm a boss, I got shoes like the magazine And every day I see feds like the magazine Psychopathic wordplay, schizophrenic flow I guess it's safe to say I got schizophrenic dough Fuck bad bitches, smoke big blunts Who am I to tell you different, you only live one All I blow is cush yeah, that Cali bud Got Cali love when I got that Cali blood My Spanish bitch in L.A. Yeah, I owe her one Now them square 17 like Uncle Grady's son These are more than words This is more than rap This is the streets And I am the trap Standing ovation Standing ovation These are more than words This is more than rap This is the streets I am the trap Standing on
into being a subject citizen and, tr- and trying to deny you everything that you're entitled to by birth, your birthright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what you was talking about uh, back in the day with, uh, what is it, Saint, um, uh, Soleil. Damn, what is it when you got the uh, the blood rights and then you got the land rights? Yeah, just just solely, just sanguineous. Yeah, yep, 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 facts. And, you know, we perish yeah. for lack of knowledge, the blood. so, you know. Right, that's right. right. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I'll pull it up because... Um, you know, I'm glad you said it, and, and I'll pull it up because it, it it applies to exactly what we're talking about here. Hold on, let me pull it up. Absolutely. Okay, so 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 just sanguineness. Here it is. Just a rule that a child's citizenship is determined by his parents, right? Just sanguineness is the principle of nationality, which means the right of blood. It's the principle, which is the citizenship, is determined or acquired by the nationality or ethnicity of one or both parents. And then you have just solely, which means that you acquire your citizenship uh, 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 through the land or well, well, through birthright. So I'll pull that up. Hold on. Pull that up. Right, so just right. solely. Uh, commonly referred to as birthright, that's your 14th Amendment, birthright citizenship is the right of anyone born in the territory of a state uh, to a nationality or citizenship. So they try to knock you out of the check rate just by just by using just solely on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually reversed what birthright citizenship was for because originally when white when white folks came over here, and I'm using that term colloquially, but when they came over here, they, they was pissed off because they was getting stripped of their land through the landlords and their titles of nobility, so they came over here and then just solely came into place, right? So they was like, well, shit, we, we can make it where our children can become citizens over here. This way we can pass our land on to them. Because other than that, we was taking their land from them after one generation. Oh, that nigga dead. Right. Go get that land. Yeah, yeah. He we still passed that north. Yeah, man, they picked this shit on us. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like how you dropped it. Sunday you were talking on. about the, um, you were telling the young lady about how to um, do the birth certificate information because she had that newborn coming in. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was as well. Yeah, yeah, because that's important to know. If you if you having a child, I mean, number one, that's your property. And when that's when we talk about indigenous rights, rights of Aboriginals, okay, the, the, the right to secure your property, but you have a right to, to not be subject to, to genocide and denationalization. That's that is denationalization. Let's pull that up, shall we? Hold on. I mean, okay. Let me give y'all a good definition of that. Good working definition here. Denationalization describes the process by which a piece of property, project, or business goes from being owned by a national government to being privately owned. Mm. State Mm. owned enterprises that have been denationalized 
include banks, postal services, utilities, communications, and transport enterprises. Hold Gosh. on, let's go to the next one. Denationalization, divest of national character or rights to remove from ownership or control by a national government. They denationalize at birth. They strip you of your title and nobility at birth. They did it to your parents. They did it to your grandparents. They're doing it to you. They continue to do this shit. They don't want you to have no money. They want to knock you out of your check rate. Right, right. They taking all your inheritance and playing with it. They make you catch a fucking case. Yeah, you know? Like, they, they take like all your said. inheritance. That's right. And they reinvest your shit. They, they don't like that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got absolutely. These niggas, and, and let me tell you something. I watched a whole lot of niggas get money over the period of the last year because they were bribed. Man, you to stay a U.S. citizen. Well, let me tell you something. Being a U.S. citizen is probably just as bad as being a patriot. I'd rather be a more any day. Yeah, yeah. And right now, what they doing? They 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 uh, they paying the uh, 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 the stimuluses and child tax credits. It's a bribe. It's a fucking bribe. It's a bribe. It's bribe. Yep. Keep you in their system. Let's bribe these people. Keep them in our system. We got we got to do something. We're, we're losing them. But every day, we got people who don't know that's throwing their kids back into the system. The system eats itself, literally. Yeah. And shit, what they say, the system eats their young right away. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's what we're dealing with. That's what we're talking about here. So I'm, it's really crucial, man. I mean, there ain't a whole lot of people on this show. It's cool. Don't bother me. People that heard it, get the information. Y'all tell some people to go back and listen to this. This shit is so important. It's so, oh, you yeah. know, and I'm going to go on Sunday, I'm going to go further into this. But this subject is so important because literally what they're doing is they're blocking you from being, they're, they're doing SG on you. Right? And that's why I said, you gotta check the motherfuckers that's teaching you this shit. Because they themselves might be fucking foreigners. Right. And it goes deep with that, uh, the Munson Color Code you was talking about, too. You know Munson Color Code is, yeah, because that's how they determine your value. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, man, you that, that's the good shit. You know, they, they, they determine what they call chromaticity, uh, 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 value, and hue, H-U-E, right? And then what they do is they say, okay, and then they say, okay uh, uh, for instance, you go, you go buy a box of chicken, right, from Chicken Spot. What, what's the one thing they ask you about about chicken that, that, that you want white you've been dark. hearing for you? You want white and dark. You want white and dark. Y'all straight up. Straight up. Which one you, you want? want you want white and dark. <laughs> Nigga, are you white yeah. meat, right? Yeah. White and, and, and white meat typically is what type of meat, bro? That's the breast. You know That's what I'm saying? Your... Yeah, they put it right in your face and you don't even pay attention to it. Yeah, you find it on all stuff. 
cylinders, guys. You fired on all cylinders. <laughs> it's crazy that people don't pay attention to it. You know what I'm saying? Bro, they chopping you Come on, bro. They telling you women got a higher value than men do. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that, that that transpires with uh the fact that they Why bring light to the world. You know what I'm saying? Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Listen, we we listen. I, I'm gonna I'm tell you something, and people tend to forget this. It is the it is the man. And shout out to Brother Sharif too, because he, he put this out there. But it is the father who determines the child's estate. It's the father who passes yeah. down the estate. Son. And like I talked about Sunday, what happens uh, in some cases through primogeniture, okay, is sometimes they'll leave it up to the woman because the man is too fucking pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you re uh, said that because I did want to ask you about that Sunday. Sometimes your mama wants more man than yeah. your daddy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You can look at racks. <clears throat> Nine times out of ten, the mama's going to come, come through and hold the, uh, hold the cup down. You know what I'm saying? Come on, come on, man. Listen, I'm going to tell y'all something. They had killed, and, and I thought I was tripping. And I, I'm not fucking afraid to say this shit on the radio. Most of the firstborn men in my family have died. Either suspiciously mm. or got or gotten sick. Primogenture, the state of being the firstborn child, the right of belonging to the firstborn child, especially the feudal rule by which the whole real estate of an intestate passed to the eldest son. Let me tell you something, dog. My sister, my mama, my daddy, motherfuckers was trying to call me crazy. They couldn't kill me off because motherfuckers tried to do that shit. They couldn't kill me off, so they started trying to call me crazy in my family. Yeah, they try to discredit you. Yep, yep. Hey, Brad, they, they spoke about that on um, they spoke about that on uh, coming to America too. Yes, they that's did. That's what that whole thing Listen, was about. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. The, the right of the right of primogeniture means that the shit's supposed to go to the firstborn son, and when it don't go yep. to the firstborn son. Then it goes down to the next person in line, which would be the female. That's why these niggas try to step up and try to say I was gay. Mm-hmm. Look at that shit. I'm straight to the motherfucker. They try to play me with that shit. I have no problem getting on niggas' heads about this shit. Because this is the bullshit that can happen to anybody. It, It ain't just happening to me. This shit that happened to like six other niggas in my family. Yeah, see, the fact is, everybody ain't awake to actually notice that it's going on. You know what I'm saying? They think it's some, some bullshit passive type stuff, but it's it's, it's an actual uh, targeted attack. You know what I'm saying? Oh, what? Listen, don't pass your estate down to the female in your family. I don't mean no disrespect when I say this, okay? Yeah. Right, right, see? I'm working on... Whatever uh, happens uh, to men rule the world. Yeah, men don't I'm, I'm working world? on getting all my uh, kids' estates. 
getting the EIN numbers, getting their state numbers, getting them all squared up, putting it in the Man, trust. do that shit. Oh, that do, do that shit, you know Listen to me, man. Yeah. Listen, listen, man. Primo Gentry. And, and, and this is another reason why uh, I don't subscribe to, 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 the, to, this, to the Christian call, okay? Because they'll use that shit against you, too. Anybody's family, and, and and let me tell you something, dog. I don't I don't got to be no motherfucking woman to control my shit, and I don't need a woman to control my affairs. I personally, personally, I, like like the brother used to go used to say, I'm capable of handling my own commercial affairs. I'm going private. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You hit that uh, age of majority. Come on, man. Listen, dog, hey. when you step up and take your wife to place, they're going to try to knock you out the check rack. I'm just, oh, yeah. I'm they just come keeping for it 100. Just keeping it 100. But when you got your paperwork okay. in line, you know, they, they back the fuck up. Just like you were saying earlier, back the fuck up. Back up. They back the fuck they, up. They this private property. Yeah, this they... guy back the fuck up off this guy. He's private property. He, he owns himself. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Guy. And, 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 right. Listen, bro. Uh, listen, this is real, man. Primo Jitsu is real. People think, well, I ain't got no money. There ain't no estate out there for me. You shit me, it's not. Yeah. It's an estate out there. Hell yeah. There's you know money what I'm out there. Like all the securities that you done fucking find, shit. Shit, every you time you open up a bank account. To all that. Yeah. You're supposed to get access to yeah. all of that. That's why you got to open up a suit in equity. That's why the equity suits are so important. Yo, you know what's crazy? You I mean, talk about the bank I'm, I'm getting ready to go to equity. I'm headed there. What's that about? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to follow suit. Yeah, I was saying, um, I opened up way back in the day. Well, actually, I didn't open it. My parents opened a joint for me because they was in the military. So they opened a Navy Federal and a USAA account for me, right? This is like... 20, 30, maybe about 30 something years ago. I called up to try to close them, you know, when I was separating everything. They would not close the accounts. Of course they would. See, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And so, so, okay, y'all not going to close the account, right? And so, that means that y'all making money off off, off of me with these accounts open. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you something else. The most irresponsible thing people can do is use a damn debit card. Y'all better start bouncing your old fashioned These Jews got the shit so tight. You y'all y'all might want to go get the copy of the Torah and adopt that shit. These motherfuckers got the shit tight. Yeah. I mean, they they don't they don't want you having no money. I'm just gonna I I say it over and over again. They don't want you having no money. Shit, they want did you, you hear about Wills Fargo um, shutting down all personal yeah. credit joints yeah. and credit accounts? Yeah, they closed down. Damn right. You got to ask yourself, yeah, why did they do that? Dog, it's about to we be a problem. We know why they did that. <laughs> Come on, man. Listen, I don't it's know about, about people. The, the bank was closed 
the banks were closed two weeks ago on Saturday. And it wasn't a On holiday. Saturday, yeah. Yeah. Nigga, that's the Sabbath. That's why they closed it. They coming back that's around. That's right. Because that's right. It's the Sabbath, and they closed it on a Saturday. They sending out yep. a message. They don't want you. Okay, y'all want y'all want to try to do runs on the bank? Well, we closed on Saturday too. It's a Jewish holiday. The bank, the, the Jews, the one who runs the bank anyway. Yeah. They run the whole bank. <laughs> Yo, I died when I seen that man. When I was like, oh, we about to get paid. They yeah. doing this reset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a real reset going on. Close yes, the bank sir. on Saturdays now. Oh yeah, that man. We we got to protect ourselves. We don't want them doing a run on on the banks. They yeah. don't want. Come on, yep. bro. They don't, they don't mm-hmm. want you getting no money. That's why this, if it's ever a time to be in trust, it's probably now. It, it, it's definitely now. If you ain't operating in trust, I feel for you because there's about to be some real shit pop off. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And, and, and listen, in Kansas, instead of Kansas, they got a clause in the trust clause where it says that you're supposed to set up trust to relieve yourself of poverty. Oh, damn! It's in, the, yeah, it's in the code. I was, it, it, it blew my fucking, uh, blew my mind when I when I read that shit. I said, wow, we really, we really not supposed to be in poverty. We really are supposed nah. to be like, 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 like. I mean, well, obviously, obviously, we're not supposed to be in poverty. But they know this, and they know that the message to gaining wealth is through your trust. Because that's how you do true credit and creditor administration. Exactly. I mean, you could say that all the way back to the Bible where um what was the cat that was going out as a bounty hunter and he was taking he was going out to kill all the Christians. Because you know what I'm saying, that's, that's operating right. uh, improper. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Listen, man, people, now people not- don't try to come at me a few times about being a Christian. I'm not a Christian. I'm a yeah, boy. What the hell? You know what I'm saying? Shit, I operate under my trust rules and regulations and the treaties. Listen, man, they they enslaved our ancestors with that goddamn Bible and kept them enslaved with the Bible. Yep. Y'all follow yep. the Bible. I'm a more. You want to call me Hebrew? You call me Hebrew too, right? But I got an article on the 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 Jews that call themselves they call themselves uh, Hebrew Moors. There were mm. Jews. Hold, matter of fact, let me see if I can pull it up right quick because it was it was so crucial of a document that I found. Let me, let me see. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay, because this this shit, this shit crucial as hell. The Jews they call themselves the Jews of Morocco, who immigrated in the 15th century. Okay, and it says much of the, the righteous indignation is being stirred up among us with regard to the, the, the barbarities uh, chronicled in Russia. Just from the time to the statement, from, from, the to, from time to time, statements are made on behalf of uh, the Jews of Morocco. And, and mom, uh, momentary interest is aroused, but the error alone seems forgotten. So shall we wait until the treatment met it uh, out under the regime of the czar is initiated. Hold on, let me let me let me uh, let me blow it up a little bit. It is initiated under that of this 
the Sultan of the Maghreb. Who do you think gave the Jews the right to operate? The Sultan of the Maghreb. Mm, that take it back to Al Morocco. Al okay. Morocco, Al Come on, Al-Mareco. bro. Jews in Morocco? Come on, bro. Right. Who you, see, see what I'm saying? All of this shit falls in line. And, and these people, these, that's why they don't want you to be a Moor. Because they recognize, oh, shit. Oh, shit. We can't yeah. lock him out the, or her out the check rate. Because this is a real Moor. They done went back into their two time of nobility. This, this, is, this is why the Jews operate like they do. And listen, I, you got to have respect for these people because at least they know the fucking game. They got the I game was about to say, They understand. I was just about to say that, God. I was like, yo, that's the highest level of respect you can get when you get your title of nobility straight. Come on, man. They, these people, they that's why up. they operate. <clears throat> this is why they operate in their own communities. Okay? This is why they operate. Uh, 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 with their own police department, their own fire department, they don't go up in them fucking courts. Okay, they got their I mean, own law order. Come on, bro, they got their own law and order. Yeah, people not playing, bro. They're not playing. They're not playing around. Yeah, I, look, Hollywood said it Sunday too. He was like, "Yo, I don't understand how you see me because I don't see y'all. I'm operating in my own territory. What's going on here?" Come on, man. Listen, I, I'm in trust. I live in trust. I, uh, my car is in trust. Okay? Uh, the tags for the vehicle are in trust. Okay? The, uh, the tribe is in trust. So I don't want to hear all that, that federal government owns the tribe, all that bullshit. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. This, this yo, yo, yo. They, they can go back to the, uh, what's it called, the, um, the, the, the Buck Act? Where it breaks down yeah. what a federal territory yeah. is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you ain't taking no no uh, you ain't taking no pleasure or no help from them, yeah, benefit. Yeah, you ain't part of that federal territory. It's exactly. as easy as that. What, what benefit? Exactly. What what benefit are y'all giving me? And that's why, if you want to do something with the government as a sovereign, you you contract with them because then you're not taking a benefit. You start taking grants exactly. and shit like that. Right from them and into that. Now you can now. I'm not saying you can't do grants. If you do grants, you gotta do grants through a specific type of organization, a DBA or something. But if you're doing, you do it in your humanitarian status. Yeah, if you're doing business with the government, even with your trust, you're doing business of government to government shit. Yeah, you coming to the table as an owner. You know what I'm saying? You're not coming to a table as a borrower. Or uh, coming uh, as a, a owner. question, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Coming as an owner, man. Yeah. So, so yep. I mean, this is this is real crucial, man, for people to really get their mind around to understand. I, and I want to make it known: I got no problem with Jews. I got no problem with Italians. I got no problem with no nationality. What I got a problem with is when you trying to stop my uh, 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 value and my bag. Why you trying to stop my bag? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Why you, why, why you crossing into my lane? Stay out of my lane. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Come on, man. Motherfuckers trying to tell me. I, 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 put, I put that on the record, uh, you know, affidavit of ownership, El Bayali. Motherfuckers said, oh, you're less now. I said, no, I'm more now. Hey, more? What? <laughs> you less. 
See, that's what they're so used to. They're so used to the reverse. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. so used to the reverse game. Yeah, I said, what you mean? Yeah. I'm last. You last. I'm more. Yeah, you Literally. said me. There's some respect Mason, on that no, shit. You, are you are you a Mason? No, I'm more. Right, I'm I'm the one who the Mason come to and ask who got it. Well, M O O R E, no motherfucker, M O O R. Period. You know what I'm saying? What the hell? So yeah. I mean, this dog, I you know I'm off my soapbox about this. You know, I know a lot of you know it's people listening to me, man. I hope that I really hope that some of this shit resonates with people, man. Because it, it's it's like that. It's like that crucial. That crucial for us to get you. They need to go check the last five shows straight up. Last Straight five up. shows yeah. ain't awake you, something wrong with you. If the last five shows ain't resonate with you, you need to get out the information. It ain't for you. Yeah, no shit. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You was dropping. Not for you. <laughs> hey, how, Sway? How? Sway. I didn't have your horse talking on this show, man. I appreciate you calling, bro. No doubt, guys. You know I'm always gonna rock with you. Yeah, man. Absolutely, man. Good to hear your voice, bro. I, I'll uh, try to talk to you Sunday. No doubt, I'll be in. Okay. Peace to the God. Peace to the God. One. One. All right. Quick couple quick announcements. I'm gonna be in St. Louis. Uh, that seminar is gonna be on the 11th. All right. Um, of September. All right, and then Philadelphia is in October. All right, so I'll have flyers up soon. You want to attend, man? Tell a friend and tell a friend. All right, look forward to seeing y'all out there. All right, um, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, open up the call line some more. In case you want to ask a question, make a comment. There should be a comment. Get your hand up, all right? We'll be right back right here on Open Point Friday.
I think non-native people know that treaties were signed. <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> a treaty is fundamentally an agreement between two nations. Treaties are only made between sovereign governments. In fact, the U.S. has made more than 300 treaties with American Indian nations. The United States' existence when it first won the war against Great Britain was very precarious, and many countries around the world did not recognize the United States' sovereignty. So the U.S., as a way to assert that it was a sovereign, it made agreements with Native nations to sort of say to Europe, to Britain, hey, we're sovereign too, we can make these agreements. The idea that treaties somehow gave status or standing or land uh, to indigenous nations is probably the main fallacy that exists. I think that um, many people view uh, treaties as special rights for Indians. They're not rights given to Native nations. They're Native nations, by and large, giving rights to the United States. I think a lot of people lack an understanding that that wherever they live, there's probably a treaty that gives them the right to live there, granted to them by Native nations. A nation uh, relinquished its, uh, um, the majority of its land rights, uh, its, its land holdings, its resource holdings, for the right to preserve its way of life. The rights that are reserved are more easily defined by the U.S. courts as property rights, but better defined by our, uh, our traditional and cultural understandings as being relationship rights to the land, the water, and all of the beings that, are, that we hunt and fish and share, share that world with. It's through treaties that I think we've been able to hold off a lot of forces that would like to see us erased from the continent. I'm trying to think of one treaty that from the perspective of the indigenous nation has been fully upheld and implemented. A lot of people disregard our treaties and say they're a thing of the past, they've been broken, let's forget about them. They would like to wipe away the treaty history of the United States, but uh, that's simply not how it works. Our United States Constitution recognizes that once a treaty is signed and ratified by the Senate, it becomes the quote, supreme law of the land. What that means is, is that a treaty, it's as much alive as the U.S. Constitution is. Are they living documents? Do they exist and they, do they transcend generations? The answer is absolutely yes. When people question the relevance of treaties and say, I don't think treaties are relevant, I, my response is, then just give us the land back. We're not talking about past history. We're talking about today. The best example of, of that is the Dakota Access Pipeline. I think we saw before the world community the violation of the 1868 and 1851 treaties uh, of the United States with uh, the Lakota Nation um, in Standing Rock. It brought the violation of treaty rights to today. Even though tribes have been experiencing those violations time after time after time, Treaties go both ways. This was a two-way street that it was a shared, uh, shared history. It's about mutual respect. Non-native 
peoples um, are treaty partners, the descendants of the treaty signers, you could say, on the, on the United States side. I think that the way that we bring everybody into the conversation is we have curriculum that accurately reflects the reality of what an Indian treaty is. That's something we do for the United States Constitution and three branches of government. Why don't we have a tribal component to that education? The ancestors who negotiated the treaties, they were doing their best to protect us, to protect our culture and protect our way of life. And to me that's a responsibility and a, a way I should, in which I should live my life every day to remember, to honor those ancestors that fought so I could be here today. Treaties are living documents because tribes continue to breathe life into them. We continue to speak their terms. We continue to remember the promises. Y'all know what this is. We back at it. Uh-huh. Come on. Uh, uh, yeah. It's that 9-11 music right here, man. We in the building, man. Welcome to Ground Zero, everybody. Joel Santana. Dipset. Yo, yo. I speak pain. I spit power. Talk courage. Breathe flowers. Follow me through the debris of these towers. The rain, the sleep, the street showers Don't get caught up in the street showers When the guns rain, the clips pour The soldiers grip force and begin war Come on, it's Santana the Great Tie him up, bandana his face, hammer his face Fuck up, I'm trying to get my act together In the booth now, trying to get my rap together You know, I got to fire the heat the street up Abuse the track and beat the beat up You know you already know what I'm about, homie I'm young, I'm focused, I'm just coming out, homie You can go by what you hear through word of mouth, homie Or step out of line, can't bet in the house, homie No, I ain't stopping yet No, my album ain't done, it ain't dropping yet I'm in the midst of a bidding war And we need two mil or more just to move in the door, shit Yes, the boys are back at it Come holler at us, the boys are back at it So line them up, shoot them down Do it now, welcome to ground zero Tell them it's ground zero Line them up, shoot them down Do it now, welcome to ground zero Tell them it's ground zero Yes, the boys are back at it Come on, Colorado, 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 Coke in the twat, have a crack up the strip, coke up the block. She get cracked up and hit, keep soap in your sock, mommy. My girls lay up in sweets, I have a cake a week and masturbate like sweet. Killer, I be popping them Uzi's, copping them coochies, eyes on the drop, real droopy. 
smear it snoopy Look at your hoopie, rockin' a ruby Hoppin' a hoochie, poppin' a coochie Chill while I'm chasing millions I'm a baller that'll murk you like Jason Williams Don't play with villains, vacate the building All the apes are comin' rape your children Yeah, it's a kilo to a milligram I'm still the man, words to kill a can Yes, the boys are back at it Come out of us, the boys are back at it So line them up, shoot them down Do it now, welcome to ground zero Tell them it's ground zero Line them up, shoot them down Do it now, welcome to ground zero Tell them it's ground zero Yes, the boys are back at it Come holler at us, the boys are back at it to all my cars and crooks, slash that to all my pawns and rooks for all the charms they took. To my head of security, British to Titan, clicking the fifth and gripping it tight. God damn it. Not to mention my bishop and knights are listening, bricks to the white, making crucial trips through the night. And Prince Duels, I told you ever since Duels, if them faggots even flinch Duels, my dog's gonna eat them alive. 44's depleting, deleting they lives. Come on. And killer while he's leading the movement yeah. Gorilla, we wouldn't be in this movement Over him I might kill ya, kill ya. Being the tunes that's facing my time Lawyer on side Outside spoiler on ride System bumping, bumping Oh boy in the ride Oh boy, I didn't slide oh Shit He done came, got his boy It's a shame that his boy Had a flame, had a boy Over the name we employed oh Which is none other Than dipset For your dumb motherfuckers Hello. Yes the boys are back at it. Come out of us, the boys are back at it. So line them up, shoot them down. Do it now, welcome to ground zero. Tell them it's ground zero. Line them up, shoot them down. Do it now, welcome to ground zero. Tell them it's ground zero. Yes, chill the boys are back at it. Freaky. Come out of us, the boys are back at it. BK Harlem. Woo! How well. The whole Taliban dipset, T-Money, Luca, Profi, Double Nickel, Blacker, Shane, cut his short on these niggas. Friday night, and I feel alright. 
the parties here on the west side So I reach for my 40 and I turn it up Designated driver, take the keys to my truck It's a shock cause I'm faded Honey's in the streets, say money, yo, we made it It feels so good in my hood tonight Just for my concert, since my guys ain't connive All the gangbangers forgot about the drive-by You gotta get your groove on before you go get paid So tip up your cup and throw your hands up And let me hit a party Then we're making the day